This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek, still in Ocala, Florida. I am Jamie Jennings, and I am in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 12th, episode 2639, brought to you today by our friends at Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Glenn, I have a first world problem. What? I need to get on my chest. I'm so bummed. I don't get to go to Hawaii. What? I know. They wouldn't let I'm you so in. Bummed. They looked they at your passport and said, nah, we're not letting Man, you in. Man, you, you got to get COVID tests when you leave. You got to get COVID tests when you get there and all these things. And like we had all the paperwork done. We did all the things. And well, Chuck you went Lucas and got one, school. didn't you? Yeah, we went and got our tests yesterday. And um, we put everything did into the app last night. I uh, did not flunk. I am negative. So <laughs> as of yesterday. And um, they were like, oh, yeah, you got the test. The correct test, which is not the normal test, it's some sort of special test. We got the correct test. It's the Hawaii test. <laughs> being sent to the correct lab. But we did not use a Hawaiian trusted partner for giving the COVID test. So the actual nurse practitioner that stuck it up my nose was not approved. She was not wearing a lay. You have to be wearing a lay. To, <laughs> to... Exactly. <laughs> it had to be in a grass skirt and like hanging out barefoot. Uh, so yeah. So then we were now today we have to ha- go up to like Northern Oklahoma city. Cause there's only like a couple hundred in the whole entire country. And so, yeah. So basically we were like, we're done. And we were using air miles and Chad's parents have a timeshare that you can yeah, this cancel. Was like so, a free trip. <laughs> yeah. So we just were like, that's it. I'm done. We've been working on this for weeks. The amount of anybody you see in Hawaii right now, just know it took them a long time to get sorted out all the paperwork to go. It turns out people on an island are afraid of contagious diseases. <laughs> weird. It's weird that way. So um, I'm coming back to Orlando. Yay. So there um, has to be. Oh, you're coming over here? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not repacking. I've already packed. I packed like four days ago. I was like, I am not repacking. I have shorts, tank tops, and bathing suits, and that's it. Well, bring a and sweater because it gets chilly. It's still getting chilly at night. So. Whatever. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I was like, so we, so we got it. You know, it's spring break time in Florida, right? Yeah. You know what? Whatever. I, I just <laughs> needed to not go somewhere cold. And, and, we couldn't find a place like it. I wanted to go to like Key West and, and currently oh, no, the places yeah. left in Key West to rent are like $2,000 yeah, a night. Yeah, so. You're not getting in Key West. We're good. <laughs> Do you know We're campsites good. in Key West to park your camper costs $250 a night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I saw that. Do you know what the, the the only remaining places that you can stay in Key West? Again, first world problems, people, um, are staying on somebody's yacht. For two thousand dollars a night. Oh, there you go. I was That'd like, be do nice. we get to take the boat out? Like, <laughs> yeah. what? Do we get to drive the boat? <laughs> no. And the guy's still on the boat, and oh. he's like, "Hey, I feel like sailing. So if anybody wants to come, two thousand dollars a night." And yeah, I don't uh, want to be sailing. With, so I don't want to be on the boat with the crusty old dude. That's <laughs> why it's still available. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on Airbnb? The yacht. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where I found everything. So. Well, you and- had it. If he, if he he should have been able to switch his timeshare because there's a million timeshares in, in Orlando. So. Yeah, we were able to switch it fairly yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah, there's a million of them there. Uh, when I go down to conferences there, that's I usually stay in one of the timeshares because they rent out by the night what they don't what people don't take that week, and it's usually cheap, and you get this big big room. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. That's pretty much what we did. <laughs> what kind of place you can stay? How about f- skip Florida and head to New Hampshire? I know it's kind of chilly, but it's warming up. Uh, the snow's probably melted. Uh, have you ever heard of Runnymede? 
just a big uh, famous farm, right? Yes, Runnymede's a big famous farm in New Hampshire. Uh, and one of the horses, Dancer's Image, won the Kentucky Derby in 1968, only to be stripped of the honor in a doping scandal. In 68, wow. Yeah. <laughs> They had a doping scandal in six years. Pioneers of doping scandals in the courts. Yeah, they began the doping scandal. (laughs) Um, So uh, Runnymede is now for sale. Uh, It's a... it's a nice place. Let's put it that way. Uh, it's a nice place. The barn is 4,000 square feet. It has a 3,000 square foot caretaker's residence above it. 12 stall, 3,000 foot caretaker's residence. Kind of nice. Uh, 12 stalls with hay drops, paddocks, riding and jumping arenas. This is a really nice place. Like they polished the wood. Um, and they, it comes, by the way, with all the trophies they won through the years, um, with minus one from 1968 <laughs> that they had to give back. Uh, the house is only 8,500 square feet, but it's a colonial uh, – I, I, I put the link there. I'll put it in our show notes. I've looked at it. Now I can yeah. see they have a big sign out front that has a picture of Dancer's Image, and it says, winner of the 1968 Kentucky Derby. Oh, do you think they should like do a busted sign around? Cross that? it out when they're red. No, <laughs> they're like <laughs> we want it. So yeah, they. Uh, it, it's a nice. The house is absolutely unbelievable. The barn. <laughs> each doll has drains. You know what? Yeah. This requires employees. Yeah, is what it I'm does thinking. definitely. It's it's a huge place too. I, I didn't get the square footage, but it's huge. And and I'm telling you, the house has some unique rooms in it. It's really cool. Uh, and you can have it for a mere what did it say on there? Uh, Twenty four million. There's a lot of houses on it, so you yeah. can take all your friends. It's like five properties you get a mansion. One. You get a mansion. <laughs> you get a mansion. I think we could do it as like an otter compound, but yeah, it was apparently it was founded by Alvin Alvin Fuller, who was mayor governor of Massachusetts in 1920, and the Fuller family ran the farm all the way up into the 80s, and then uh, it got taken over by somebody else. But there you go. It's pretty Run nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, I'd take it. I'd live there. <laughs> the kitchen and the bar are unbelievable. <laughs> All right, uh, that was the good news. You can you can for a mere twenty four million have a nice little place in up in the New England. But uh, let's talk. Give our EHV one update for the day. I'm going to run through this real quick. Uh, Cecil County, County, Maryland, now has euthanized a horse. Um, it was a uh, a 12-year-old warm-blood horse in Los Angeles, our first West Coast one, has been diagnosed, and they've now closed a barn of 45 horses that have been exposed at a Los Angeles facility, and they've been quarantined, uh, and if, uh, the owners have all been notified and all of that stuff. There are no additional cases at this time, but they'll be in for 14 to 21 days. Uh, two more horses have died in Valencia, Spain, where this all began. And they've now confirmed horses in Belgium and France, uh, th- linked, all linked to the Valencia thing. So now there's new horses in Belgium and France uh, that are now confirmed. Um, so there's a total of 138 horses that still remain on site in Valencia uh, and that are still quarantined, uh, 10 of whom are being treated but do not have neurological symptoms, and another 14 still in the hospital. So that's where we're at. Uh, first cases on the West Coast, uh, still no reason to panic. But, uh, you know, everybody, I'm sure every vet in the country is on the lookout right now for symptoms of EHV-1. But uh, so so far, nothing's been canceled other than a few race meets and and stuff like that, and a barn's under quarantine. But no, nothing across the country has been major has been done. So that's that. Uh, coming up on today's show, it's going to be a little bit shorter show. We always say that, and then it ends up the same length. Uh, Kayla's coming back on, who does our sales and breeding episode, because uh, apparently Jamie needs some help learning about how to get questions. a horse in from England. So we're going to learn how do you import a horse from Europe. That's going to talk about that. And then uh, I have a celebrity horse fact of the day with another celebrity for this week. Jamie has a really wacky story, and then we're going to do some really bad ads at the end of the show. Auditors, hang on. I got some interesting news about podcasting. They just came out with the latest podcasting report. Uh, So auditors are super podcast fans. So I'll I'll give you a little bit of those numbers all coming up on today's show. But we have to get through Daily Winnies here real quick. My Daily Winnie, of course. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. 
We have three auditors with birthdays this weekend, Rachel Wallace, Andrea McCullough, and Brenda Osterhout. Uh, so happy birthday to all of you. And a big congratulations to fellow horse lovers cruiser, good friend of mine. She's a nurse, and she really was in touch with me every day while I was sick. I can't thank her enough. She's an ICU nurse and does does the work of uh, a saint. That's uh, Danielle Bacher, and she had a new baby girl named Miley yesterday. So that's her second child, and cute as the Dickens. So congratulations to Danielle. things. Um, <clears throat> I would just like to thank everybody who reached out to me yesterday uh, after I had to put down my old buddy Demure. So he is currently buried on the hill next to Chile and it was a tough day. So what did I do? I went in the house and I sat down and I turned on Born to Run. Do you know what Born to Run is, Glenn? No, no idea. It is the American Pharaoh documentary. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. And so one day I, I was I was frustrated because Netflix got rid of Parks and Rec. About five, I watched the whole entire thing up to about five episodes left, and Netflix dropped it. And I was like, <laughs> no, like I didn't see the last of five, right? So I went on and I was lamenting about that. And one of our listeners uh, said, "You got to go to the Peacock app." The Peacock. It's like all NBC stuff. It's like, well, that's awesome. So Peacock is like $4.99 a month. And you can watch all of the, every show that's ever been on NBC, plus a ton of movies. Uh, it, it was a really good app. So I logged onto it and American Pharaoh has a documentary. And what better way to spend the afternoon than, Glenn, the, the, the thing starts, okay? With and the, they show all of the Please tell triple- me they don't have fake winnies in this movie. No, what it is, is it's like a real, it's a documentary documentary. and it, and it starts out with American Pharaoh with the call from Larry Colmas winning the Derby, the Preakness and the Belmont. And if you don't think I was sobbing by the end of it, I'm like, he won. Abby was leaving for work. I was like, Abby, he won. <laughs> like, like I didn't know. Like, I'm not staring at a picture of American Pharaoh on my wall right now. But whatever. Anyway, bored to run. And then it's narrated by Ashley Judd. And, of course, like, sweeping through Kentucky, all the, the beautiful things. And they, they had showed him, like, as a two-year-old working out in Ocala and and how people were like, what is happening? And then they had the – and then they went to – the sales and I've got about half an hour left in it. So I didn't get to finish it because turns out you have to like have a life uh, and do things. But anyway, point is, it was great so far. So great. So did, did that really help your mood or just give you a good excuse to cry? It, just, it was a, it was a good excuse <laughs> to cry. Cause like racing stuff, like, like triumphant horses really affect me. I, it doesn't matter what it is. If like some, like, you know, little girl wins a dressage championship and saves a family farm. I cry. <laughs> so add to it, uh, euthanizing a horse and then also watching a American Pharaoh documentary. It was really healthy for me to watch, but the point is, um, it's really good. So you can find it. I don't know where you can find it. I think it's on YouTube. Um, but also, uh, on the Peacock app. Okay, on the peacock. You know, don't you feel like we're spending a lot of five dollars a month now for oh, all these different God. things? <laughs> I also just got Paramount, and it's four ninety nine a month, and it's like all the Paramount movies and all things, and I'm like, that's really good. <laughs> I don't even watch TV that much, and I'm like, I'm spending more than I did when I had cable. Exactly. Yeah, we all wanted to be able to choose. Now we're paying for that. All right, let's talk a little I bit about all. <laughs> about importing horses from overseas. Total Saddle Fit has the cinch that you've been looking for for your Western dressage saddle. The shoulder relief cinch actually changes the position and angle of the billets to prevent the saddle tree from interfering with the shoulder. The center of the cinch is set forward to sit in the horse's natural girth groove, while the sides of the cinch are cut back to meet the billets two inches behind where the horse's natural girth groove lies. This brings the latigos from angling forward to becoming perpendicular to the ground, which reduces the saddle's tendency to be pulled forward into the shoulders. With horses that have shoulder interference without angled billets, it simply moves the billets back to keep the saddle further away from the shoulders. The secondary benefit 
to this shape is the cutback at the elbows. This gives more room for elbow movement as well and prevents galls in the elbow area. You can find the shoulder relief cinch at totalsaddlefit.com. That's totalsaddlefit.com. I would like to welcome our friend and also a host of the Horse Radio Network Sales and Breeding episode, Kayla. Hey, girl, how are you? Good. How are you? Man, we're, we're good. So you are, where are you right now? So I actually just got off of a horse, like literally just got out of the ring, jumping a 110 at the World Equestrian Center. Oh, my so. God life <laughs> <laughs> i know i know i was like oh crap i have a phone call gotta go somebody take <laughs> James did a cartwheel <laughs> pretty much did a cartwheel off gotta go sorry <laughs> oh that's fantastic well hey i i had I reached out to you and i'm glad jen booked you because we're in the process of importing a horse and i thought okay who knows how to do this? I know you've imported a horse, at least from Czechoslovakia that you saw on the internet. Cause that's normal. So, um, <laughs> I've actually done it three times from the same you know, place. Not normal. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that. Yep. Ah, uh, well, one, it's nerve wracking Two, usually when you buy from someone, they, they kind of have a connection with it. Like if you're buying from a big time sale barn, they have connections with, uh, shippers. So, um, like when I bought through Equisale, which is over in the Czech, they, um, they have a relationship with horse flight, um, which I actually had on my show, the sales and breeding show talking about the importing process. And, um, they basically handle almost everything. You just have to kind of make sure that you have the money and Mm -hmm. that you have some way to get the horse from quarantine once it's landed. And, uh, but yeah, it's a little nerve wracking. Yeah, it is. And, uh, so I was tasked with, uh, an old friend asked me to help find a horse for her daughter and we looked all over the dang country and I just needed like a horse that was going novice, but prices in the U S right now are insane. And for the same price as a current traveling novice horse with like a chip and it's stifle. I was able to find a Irish sport horse in England and for the same price, be able to purchase him and ship him over with all of the the work and everything that needs to go down. So, uh, at this point in time, it would appear that that is a, if you had the, the, you know, pay to play, but if you have the money, it might be a, a good, uh, I, I don't want to disparage trainers and breeders here, but I mean, y'all, they priced me out of it. I know. Well, over in Europe and England, because I've spent a year over there as well, it's so much more affordable to start horses and to put the foundation on them that then their sale prices don't have to be quite as astronomical. The prices in the U.S. are just insane. And you can't, for every year that you have the horse, you have to add like so many zeros after it. And then it just gets, uh, undoable and then you're not going to make a profit off the horse if that's what you're trying to do as your job if you're mm-hmm. doing it as your hobby but but the market's so high because of the people that are trying to do it as their job that you you still price your horse you want to be competitive so yeah i mean it's insane that's why i've imported three because it's cheaper yeah. for me to buy young horses over there and ship them over here and put the foundation on them myself than to buy a little bit more going horse in the U S yeah, it's true. So, okay. So we find the source. We're going to back up now. The horse is actually shipping here on the 30th and truth be told, it's because you've already consulted with me, (laughs) consulted with me (laughs) earlier, but we're going to pretend that didn't happen. So Kayla, I am importing a horse. I found this horse in England. He's just outside of London. He passed all the vet. They x-rayed everything head to tail. And what I didn't realize too, was they have different levels of veteran vettings over there. And they did a five-star vetting, which includes the horse being ridden for the veterinarian. Is that a common thing? Um, Typically when you're importing to the U.S. because U.S. buyers are a lot more picky than European buyers. Um, European buyers, because it's so cheap over there, they're like, yeah, I'll give it a go. Hopefully the horse lasts and, and everything like that, where the U.S. is so expensive. So they're like, this horse must last. Um, so you'll do a five-stage vetting 
which, yeah, includes the horse being ridden. They listen to it gallop by them, you know, so that they're not making noise or roaring. And um, and also to get a little bit of a sense of their temperament, too. You know, the rider gets on and goes, oh, God, and there's a buck strap and they put padded, like their cross-country vest on and stuff, and you're trying to buy it for an amateur kid or a kid, then maybe that's not the right horse for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that it gives them a little bit more uh, information just to give back to you. Um, yeah. and, and then it comes with all the x-rays, all the angles, all the, I mean, as American buyers, we want literally, can we put eyeballs in there and just look <laughs> at it all and uh, make sure it's eyes, ears, back, cocks, tail, make sure the tail swishes right. You know, like we're, we're very picky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. You know, it's funny as I was just talking about how I was watching the American Pharaoh documentary, uh, born to run and <clears throat> they were doing vettings at the sales of all of the, the, the American Pharaoh offspring. And it yep. sounds very familiar <laughs> what you're describing, yeah. because that is exactly what they do. American buyers, you know, one minor flaw and, and, and you're, you've lost your investment. So, uh, that is interesting. So they did this five-star vetting, the horse passed it. And then I was like, well, crap, how do I get it here? <laughs> I guess I got to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so you gave me some names. So, so where would I go from there? From like, oh yes, we like the horse. We want it. We're going to pay for it. How do I get it? So a lot of the people over there are used to shipping horses. So one way is to just ask them, who do you recommend to fly the horse over? Um, and then you can also get other recommendations and, and call and get quotes. I also like talking to the office staff because if the office staff isn't organized and can't hold a conversation, it makes me nervous that they're going to be handling my cargo um, and, and shipping it over. So, um, but there's, there's places like um, Horse Flight, which is one that I've dealt with directly. Um, Mersant, which I've also used to bring a horse over from England. Um, and what, who are the other people that I gave you? There was, Mersant. I forget the other name. It's a, a bad timing. Um, Sorry, but you there, just there got off a horse. Couple. You mean you're not totally prepared for this? <laughs> I'm like going over my next course. I have a 130 class in like 30 minutes. So <laughs> oh, well, 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 you don't have to name them all, but yeah. So what I did was yeah. you gave me those recommendations. I contacted them. I asked for quotes and timing. And the one that she recommended was one that she had worked with a lot, which made me feel good uh, because she knew yeah. kind of how to handle it and who, who was going to come when and where. And so, yeah, so yeah. We, that was the one that had the quickest turnaround. Like some of the other ones we're talking about April and this horse is going to come in March. And and so the quarantine is three days and, um, yeah. So, so what I was concerned about was like, how does a horse get from the farm to the airport? And this company handles that they come and get the horse, take it to the airport, they have staff that you're paying. I mean, it, the, I think the flight was like the cheapest part. It was like all of the surrounding things that go with it. And they fly the horse over and then the horse gets off the plane and then they take it to quarantine. And then, yeah, what they have to do is hire somebody to drive the horse from L.A. up to Oregon. I don't even get to see the yeah. horse. Kind of sucks. <laughs> That's such a bummer. That's <laughs> the best part. Um, what's nice too, is a lot of the shipping companies now will also, they send you a picture. So when they pick the horse up and they put it like, um, for, for instance, when I got the check horses, they had to go to Belgium and that's where he's so going. Yes. Haul, okay. Yeah. So they had to haul to Belgium. And then once they're in the stable there, somebody usually takes a picture and sends it to you like through, through the company. Um, gives you a little update. Oh, we noticed there's a Nick here or, you know, one of my horses came over with a sarcoid. They're like, we just want you to know that it has this thing on its neck. And I was like, yeah, 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 I know. Thank you. And, um, give you updates, you know, there. And then when they land, they also take a picture, give you updates. And while they're in quarantine, they have to keep their temperature down. Some horses get shipping fever from being stressed. Um, and if that happens, then they have to stay until their temperature goes back to normal for, I think it's over 24 hours. Um, so that's when it gets expensive is that extra day of quarantine because quarantine is probably one of the most expensive parts. 
because they have a, a vet that they have on staff that has to check the horse um, and and then give the okay that it can leave quarantine. And for a gelding, it's three days. I believe for a mare and stallions, it's a week. Um, and so the, like importing a mare is much more expensive than importing a, a gelding. So I, I was trying to think, like, I'm no, like, you know, I'm no expert as far as how things work over there, but I'm pretty sure that England and Belgium are in completely different places that are separated by water. So do they very true. (laughs) Is there a bridge or are they getting on a boat? They go on a ferry. Okay. So the, they'll usually pick them up in a lorry um, because over there they use lorries more than they use trailers. Um, And then the lorry just boards up with all the other cars, goes across the ferry and then uh, goes to the, the layover spot. And they usually lay over for at least at least 12 hours, if not a little bit longer. They try to give the horse as much rest before it gets on an airplane because it can be quite stressful. The trip itself, once they're in the air, is not stressful. It's the takeoff and landing that, you know, you can't explain to a horse. We all get nervous, you know, when your stomach does the little flips and the stuff from from Ears descending pop. down and yeah and and everything like that you can't explain to a horse and and, and we don't know what they're experiencing either because they can't tell us but uh, that does stress some horses out and and everything and also the other thing to think about is don't be surprised if your horse has lost weight in the whole process um, one they're not allowed to feed grain during the process um, they will only feed your horse hay and two just the pure stress. It, they will drop a couple pounds. Gosh. So. Well, at least it's an Irish draft cross because, you know, he'll be yeah. fine. He'll pick that right back yeah. up. <laughs> he, can stand, he can stand to lose a few pounds. <laughs> Keep him muzzled, actually, on the plane. That'd be great. <laughs> That's well, fascinating. So you've done this four times. Do you continue? Do you plan to continue to do it? Or is that enough? Is it, like, stressful enough? No, I think, I mean, it's a very fun process and it's really exciting to get your horse. It's like Christmas day. Um, you know, especially when the shipper shows up and you're like, Oh my God, which they always tend to show up, you know, at really weird hours at the night, but you're just, it's still, it's exactly like Christmas. You wake up and your horse is there. Um, we'll do it again. We're just kind of waiting and seeing, um, I'm got a new outlook on, I don't buy horses. I, I window shop a lot. And then when I see one that I really, really like, then I buy it. I don't go horse shopping because you might end up making making the wrong decision because you want something. Well, so. and I find too, and and this is what I've really noticed that when I do get hired to buy a horse for somebody, they don't want a horse tomorrow. You know what I mean? They yeah. want a horse yesterday, and so yeah. then desperation occurs, and that's why you have to hire somebody to help you because, like, they they they. <clears throat> They might have made a couple of bad decisions before they actually hired me. So, uh, yeah. uh, you guys, if you are doing this, hire a professional. Not me, because I just my first time. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it is again. They want a horse yesterday. Yep. So helping yep. somebody is, is good. You know, which is fair that you know you want you want to play and and you want your your partner in crime and but it's a very stressful process to find the right fit. It's not like going to the shoe store. You can't just go, I want Adidas and I want them in a size seven. And I would like to to, to buy them without actually trying them on. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but I want them to fit perfect. Well, Kayla, it's been awesome having you on. Thank you so much. I know you've got to go jump on another horse and and learn your course. So we appreciate you being on with us. And I'm totally not jealous at all that you're down in Florida riding. (laughs) At the World of Question Center, right? I may be sweating right now. You're at the World of Question Center. Yeah, at the World of Question Center. Yeah. And uh, we're we're excited. The last test came back negative. They haven't had any new cases. And we're disinfecting everything. And we're we're COVID central for horses and humans, keeping our distance. And... uh, Having fun. Good. I, but she's awesome. jumping a meter 30. Those jumps are taller than she is. It's like crazy. <laughs> so is the horse I'm I'm riding is way taller than me, too. So it's fine. <laughs> it works. It works Bye, just Kayla. fine. Good luck. All right. Thank you. See you. Good luck. 
This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Have you heard of a yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii? It's a type of probiotic that benefits your horse's digestive tract. Often referred to as S. boulardii, it works in several different ways. One unique property of S. boulardii is that it supports the stimulation of the enzymes found in the intestinal lining. These enzymes help your horse digest starches and sugars in the small intestine. When the sugars and starches are more completely digested, Fewer of them escape into the hindgut where they can ferment and cause imbalances that may lead to colic, diarrhea, and laminitis. Saccharomyces boulardii is found in Nalox Advanced, made by Kentucky Performance Products. Nalox Advanced contains a blend of yeast, fermentation solubles, and stomach buffers. These ingredients work together to maintain your horse's digestive tract in peak condition. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of all ages and stages and is fed on a daily basis. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. And our friend Karen over there at Kentucky Performance Products let us know that she's doing something really cool. She has this line of stickers, collectible stickers they're coming out with, and it's called the Running Horse Series. And they have one, they have a leprechaun one, and then they have a winter one, and they're going to be coming out with new ones all the time where you can collect all of them. And best news yet for listeners of Horse Radio Network, they're free. I actually signed up to get mine yesterday. So head on over to kppusa.com slash free stickers. And you just sign up, and she'll send you the free stickers. So, uh, and then as the new ones come out, I guess they'll be sending the new ones out as well. So. I got to tell you, you know, we we always use the products that we advertise, and and um, uh, here in Oklahoma, it's very EPM is very common, especially with racehorses because it's in the hay uh, that they get to the track, and pretty much I just every horse that comes to me, I will pretty much treat that, that I end up keeping, you know? So Parker started on some EPM medicine and my vet was like, well, you've got to get him vitamin E. It really helps the EPM medicine work. And I was like, well, I know a company, you know, in my head. And she's like, I was like, well, what vitamin E should I get? And she's like, well, there's only one company that has a product that I recommend and I trust. And it's, it's a, it's, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Kentucky performance products. And I was like, (laughs) I have heard of that. And they also have, um, the, are you using the elevate? Is that what you're using? Well, no, it's not even the powder. It is a liquid and he gets a couple cc's a day of it on, on his food and he just eats it. And, uh, of course it's like, it can't freeze. Of course I was able to talk to Karen about it because she, she helps everybody and, um, was able to talk to her about getting it. And uh, I just love them. That was like, well, there's only one. (laughs) <laughs> and it's Kentucky performance products. You might there not you have go. heard about them. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I've heard of that. <laughs> heard that one. For the last uh, <laughs> 10 years, every week. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so there you go. There's a testimonial. Kentucky performance products. And yep. go to kppusa.com slash free sticker to get your stickers today. Man, I found a I found a weird news story, horse related for today. I know it's not weird news day, but. It's so it's weird. It's bizarre. And uh, do you want do you want to hear about it? Sure. Okay. So we're gonna head to Kazakhstan. Okay. They found some burial places in Kazakhstan, and when they bury the bodies of the people, they arrange them. They arrange the dead body to look as if it is sitting or riding a horse. Legs, like knees out to the side, like open stance on a horse. And why do they do that? Because apparently uh, Kazakhstan, West Kazakhstan, is a home to a great number of horse-mounted nomadic tribes throughout history. And they were, this is like your horse, uh, who knew? Your equestrian, who knew? Horses were considered symbols of wealth. So this was the solution for those who could not afford a horse when they die? Then since you were already so riding the horse wasn't it, buried with them? No, this no. is just, they would just bury normal people like, 
like a horse was underneath them. So when they go to the great beyond, they they would be ready for their horse. Isn't that I, it's super weird. But then I started doing like some, some more research That's on it. It's better than getting your whole household staff buried with you. <laughs> Everybody <I> mean. must <laughs> die. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's weird. Okay, so a lot of the the places the the they were placed in positions that symbolically imitated a horseback rider. But um, in Kazakhstan, even today, there's a custom. So they considered the horse to be like a. The man is a spouse to the horse, much like the wife is a spouse to the man. Okay. So if the man dies, do you, they take the horse and nobody is ever allowed to ride the man's horse before because it's again, because it's like a spouse. So they keep the horse for one year. This is getting weirder. There's a custom that even today, still that if the person that, rode the horse dies, they cut off the tail of the horse. So there's a horse riding, walking around with no tail. I'm sure they just lop it off right at the, you know, the butt. I don't know how they do that without, I mean, hopefully they have like healthy practice. I don't know. It's horrifying. <laughs> so they say the horse of a hero is his closest partner. And that's a horse losing its owner is like a woman losing her husband. So the Kazakh symbolizes through cutting off the horse's tail. After this, no one can ride the horse for a year. Until the time of the yearly food allowance of the deceased has expired. And then after a year, the horse is sacrificed to the deceased. And then they eat its meat and they put the skull on the grave. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> this is like still happening in this world. Oh, my God. <laughs> different so cultures. Weird. Yeah. You different cultures are is that where you're going next week, Kazakhstan? Uh-huh. <laughs> West Kazakhstan, to ride with the tribes. Uh, I just read that story and I just kept reading it. And I thought, I have to tell you about it because, yeah, good times. If you want to see the photos of the deceased skeleton that they dug up in the, the horseback riding position, you can find this story on Horse Talk New Zealand. Okay, Horse Talk. We need, we need some cleansing. <laughs> And who better? And now it's time for today's equestrian, who knew, fact of the day. Who better that to cleanse our minds and our souls than Kiefer Sutherland? God, I hate that you bring this up today because something happened to me last night and I wasn't going to tell you about Kiefer it, but Sutherland now you was brought in up the house. <laughs> no, but carry on, carry. I've met uh, him several times in I LA and he was always completely wasted. Like <laughs> he tackled a Christmas tree in the lobby of a hotel. I can picture him doing that. Actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Just really, really, really drunk. Several, the several times I saw if him you, when I was there for, if you watch 24, and to watch that whole thing, uh, the TV show, if you watch that, you would. I, there were several episodes that I thought he was drunk. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, he probably was. Um, but you know, I'm watching Designated Survivor. Yes, which is his his. I don't know how new it is, but anyway, it's his show. Next and one after 24, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. and um, as much as I've seen him drunk and wasted and like shooting birds and tackling Christmas trees, after watching the show, I still want him to be our president. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he, you know, what a lot of people don't know is he is like a real horse guy. He's a he's a roper. Uh, He's been featured in many magazines. He's competed to the highest levels. Um, You know, he even won the U.S. team roping championships twice. So he's a serious roper. Apparently, before his movie career kicked in big time, he raised horses on a ranch in Montana and later uh, ran a cattle ranch in Central California. And it was in the spring of 1994, he uh, rode a horse called Till, and that's at the San Antonio Rodeo. He had a partner named John English, who he met on a movie set, actually. And that that's when he took his first United States Team Roping Championship was during that time. So, And that was in Phoenix. But yeah, so he's a serious roper. He's a serious horse person. Um, and you know what? Uh, from what you said, he probably fits right in with the rest of them having their beers at the trailer after everything's done. So last night we're watching Designated Survivors. We watch and we go in. I haven't seen yeah. any of that one. Yeah. Okay, so there's um, a girl in the in the episode. Does he play and- the president in that one? 
So he becomes a president because there's always a designated survivor when there's right. like a state of the union. Oh, it and must so have they went pull... way down in the list to find him. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, like on the housing commission, you know, and then the, the it's not a spoiler. It's in the preview is the white house. The, the whole place gets bombed and everybody dies. That's right. Everybody dies. And he's the designated survivor. And so he becomes president and it's, it's just interesting. So, um, but there's a, there, the cast, there's a, a lady, Italia Ricci plays Emily Rhodes and that's his assistant. And she's so pretty. Like she's so super pretty that it's almost like, it's not fair. Like everybody in the, in the white house is like super pretty. Hannah Wells is like the FBI agent. She's amazing looking how she can like run and chase criminals in high heels stilettos i don't know but she can and then but anyway this emily rhodes is super pretty and she's always dressed to the nines and like she wears like pencil skirts and they're baggy she's so skinny like she's just a beautiful like beautiful woman and do you know what my husband says to me last night are you there yep i'm here she is beautiful what? i was just looking around oh you're googling her <laughs> Yeah, Emily wrote. So my husband says to me last night, um, do you think maybe like on Mondays we can do like business suit Monday? And I was like, excuse me? What did you say? And he's like, maybe just like, you know, business suit Monday. And I was like, do you know what business I do? Do you care about me at all? Do you want to have an affair with Emily Rhodes, the assistant to the president? I'll go, you know what? You go on down to DC in the White House well, and you see if you can find let's her. To be honest, you would have an affair with Emily Rhodes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I totally would. But it's me. That's not, you don't get to dress me up like Emily Rhodes. That's even weirder. And then when I woke up this morning, first thing I was like, I am not going to talk about this on the show, by the way, but I'm still upset with you that you want me to dress in a business you suit should. and stiletto heels on Monday. So someday when he's getting home after being gone for four days, you should so have a business suit on. You should so do that. I don't. A post child, I don't wear heels. It's not. <laughs> well, I'm not saying you wouldn't even have to wear the heels. Business suit with bare feet. That would do it right there. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fitting into a pencil skirt anymore. Go ahead. <laughs> I've yeah, seen so pictures my... of you. You used to wear those. I, I used to yeah. <laughs> every child, everything changes, everything adjusts. Like when you have a kid, All everything for businesses for people after children too. They, they, they do not, not, not for me. No. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, on that yeah. note, let's continue on with the show. Thank you for bringing up Keanu, uh, keeper Sutherland. By now you're bound to sooner or later. Tackling trees. He says one thing and he means another, but Hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire, let the buyer beware. Horse trading, they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading, well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Yeah, well, what if I got like a, like a flight attendant? outfit they wear pencil skirts and yeah but he works ties. with them then now you're getting creepy well i'm like uh, what do you want some lady in a suit <laughs> is that what you're going for mr airline pilot seeing ladies in hey, jamie, suits all jamie, the time jamie, it's oh, really bad ads time God. it's that time of the week <laughs> I'm, well, I'm still mad i thought i was I, over it no you're still mad thanks for bringing <laughs> up keeper sutherland dick i didn't know <laughs> <laughs> He was next Moving. on my list. Uh, hey, we're giving away prizes, prizes. And let me tell you about the first one. Brought to you by horselovers.com, by the way. <laughs> They're brought to you by horselovers. The Amigo Amico turnout worth $250. The latest innovation in the Amigo turnout range is the Amico Amico. You'll see why in a second. It's a clever name. It's the first horseware Ireland turnout that is constructed from recycled plastic bottles. 218 plastic bottles are recycled to create one turnout, 1200D polyester outer that's sustainable, waterproof, and breathable, eco-friendly feel fill for superior breathability, keeping your horse comfortable, sustainable shine-enhancing lining that prevents rubbing, promoting a healthy coat, detachable hood is included, retail value, 
$250. Yay. And also, we have the Wixmart Cooler brought to you by horselovers.com, worth $70. Wixmart Premium Cooler. You can dry your horse in half the time. It has a neck cover and a belly and chest panel. And it is made of 300 grams of fleece, whereas most other commercial coolers are made of 100 to 200 grams of fleece. So that just speeds up the diffusion process and dries them quicker. I need that because I'm sweaty right now. I'm like, (laughs) so upset. It's the Wixmark cooler worth $70. All right, and then finally, well, if you 100- wouldn't have wore the business suit to work today. We wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these heels are really making my dog's mark. Um, Hundred dollar gift certificate towards a pair of Lane boots. Lane boots started in two thousand and seven. is known for its quality and style. And Horselovers.com has hundreds of styles of Western boots from the company dedicated to quality, style, and comfort. You can use your gift certificate for any of the Lane boots offered at Horseloverswithz.com. Very good, and thank you to Horse Lovers for providing. All of these products, we appreciate it. Of course, these... all of the really bad ads were submitted by somebody named Jamie. It's weird. <laughs> and apparently, according to Jennifer, who puts our really bad ads together, uh, we had a lot of trailers backed up, so we have a few trailers today. Uh, and but you know what? If you read your own ad, by the way, anybody who sends in ads is put in a in a pot, and we do a drawing at the end of the month, and we pick winners for the prizes. Uh, but if you read your own ad, you get double the entries. And Lorraine didn't disappoint. Apparently, she sent one in. Yippee. Good morning. It's Lorraine Barden. Hi. And 2021 is turning out to be such a better year than 2020. Yay. Not. But (laughs) I'm going to read this really bad ad anyway. Okay. So I have an ad for a miniature horse mare mini, $800 in Newberry, Florida. Miniature paint mare less than 30 inches tall. Just got shots and coggins. Mare has never been tame. She doesn't enjoy handling. She is a quiet small mini. I'm not sure if she's registered. I don't have papers. He didn't write anything good about this poor little mare in his ad. So why should anybody buy this mini? I don't know. But it sounds like it was written by a Florida man. So, Glenn, it's in Florida. <laughs> it's right up Go the street. Go save this mini. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. That's right up the street. Not too far from us here in Ocala. We have Thank you, Lorraine. Don't have, get that mini, Glenn. Yeah, we have quite a few minis in this area that have ne- never been touched, I think. Um, okay, so the next one is sent in by Ellen. And this is a property that's for sale, not a horse. Here it is. Literally the worst house on the street. The seller has done the hard work of cleaning up almost half-acre property. It only took seven dumpsters. So now is your chance to take it from here. Have you ever watched HDTV and thought, I could do that? Actually, no, I really know. <laughs> if so, pick up your tape measure and get started Googling how to identify a load-bearing wall because it's time to put your money where your mouth is. The roof leaks, the floor creaks, and there's a terrible draft, but this three-bed, one-and-a-half-bath home is a very open concept. There's no windows. Uh, And by that mean, the inside is open to the outside because several of the windows are broken. (laughs) There is a large sunny window in the kitchen and absolutely nothing else. A wonderful feature for someone interested in a bright reading space and ordering a takeout for every meal. Now I know you've heard of a detached garage, but have you ever heard of a detached foundation? Because that's what you'll find here in the large bonus room at the right of the home. (laughs) There you go. There's your fixer-upper. I never, you know, I look at the people that do that and I go you know I did that once when we were when I first met Jennifer we fixed up a house and I'll never do that again ever never. yeah no, no no I mean I'm like you some, built pay one. Somebody knock that was it bad down. enough <laughs> yeah yeah it happened to me okay um this some next one named, actually yeah Jamie sent this and I don't know who she is yeah actually I did send it I don't even remember that's how long it takes her to <laughs> plug them <laughs> in there I don't up. remember it um Uh, Oh, oh God, this is a page that I joined. And if you want entertainment or you just want to have a good cry, you can join Oklahoma Horses $2,500 and under. This is Buster. He's a stud and don't know shh. (laughs) Not by any fault of his own. Oh, wait, I got to get a little more Oklahoma. This is Buster. He's a stud and he don't know shh. 
Not by any fault of his own. I just don't have the time to virtually teach him crap through distance learning as we navigate this COVID-19 pandemic. He will come (laughs) right up to you and steal whatever snacks you have in your hand. He has no manners. He will steal your chips, your cookies, and your Coke. They eat really healthy there. (laughs) But he's friendly as ever. Don't respect personal space, though, because he likes being all up in your face. (laughs) Seriously, though, he'd be a fun little guy for someone that'll train him or simply make more little horse babies. (sighs) Deep breath. (laughs) He chases the hell out of our big horses and runs my other mini into the pond. So for those reasons alone, this little son of a beep has got to go. I've had him for two years and he's, I don't know, about four or five. Have a vet or an equine dentist give you a better age because this little dude has no papers. And he's he's never been seen by a vet or an equine dentist. (laughs) The photo of them is they've got their, I don't know, grandbaby out there, uh, probably about, you know, five, six years old. And the mini horse is uh, about biting him in the neck. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to allow my grandbaby, five-year-old son, to get out there with my uncastrated, wild-ass baby mini horse uh, stud. And let's not forget um, that they want $2,500 for this gym. <laughs> no, just 500 Just 500 oh. It's 2500 and under. Oh, So he's gotcha. an under. He's an under. Um, okay, gotcha. Oh my God, Geld that shh, please. Somebody <laughs> Geld it. He's actually in Oklahoma City, so I could probably go over there and get him this weekend and castrate him and then find him a good home. Uh, no soul, can't have a soul, and I'm not allowed to buy. Deep breath, deep breath. Horses. You're having a day. Deep breath, deep breath. Adrian <gasps> sent this one in. By the Just way, make horse babies with uh, him. You need to now switch. The rest of your ads are all going to be Southern. So I'm um, just. Morning, you. Yeah. Uh, so this is a, the day of minis and apparently horse trailers. So this horse trailer, I'm actually going to use this in the show notes this time because <laughs> I, I kind of miss people saying, is that for sale? Where do you buy that? Uh, Adrian sent this one in. I don't know where it's from. Uh, but it's a $400 horse trailer, which is way overpriced. And this is one of those two horse trailers that we oh, usually on, get. It says where this is. You where? have got... You can't not know where this is. Oh, Oak Hill, Florida. There we go. <laughs> I didn't read the ad. <laughs> so this trailer, I was stuck looking at the trailer. It's one of those <clears throat> two-horse rounded front trailers like we always have. It actually has wheels that have air. I will say the tires have air. Uh, but the trailer looks like it was white at one point, and then somebody t- took horse poop and splattered the whole trailer with horse poop. And that's that what it looks mold? like. I is that know. what that is? It looks like it's splattered with horse poop. <laughs> The entire thing is this color of mold and horse poop. It just looks like somebody smeared it with horse poop. It's I like really the bad ad. Has, it says it has four newer tires newer on tire. it. <laughs> has four newer tires on it and would be good for storage or transporting livestock. How about we just stick with storage on this one? Because if you see, the bottom's completely rusted out and the floor is probably non-existent. So it is located in Oak Hill, Florida, which I don't know where that is, but you can come get it. And it's way overpriced at $400. But I'm going to yeah, use it that. Is, it is. That is gross. Yeah. That's just gross. <laughs> it's gross looking. It looks like you need a tetanus Some shot. Some of them and we have a bizarre. Sort of like this one looks. Probiotic This supplement. one looks bad. Like it's diseased. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Faye sent this one in and it's from Georgia. Georgia. Um, and, and submitted by a guy named Country Boy Pee Wee. <laughs> <laughs> Country boy Pee Wee selling his horse, y'all. And it's a 14 year. Um, there's no capitalization. There's no spaces in between the sentences, but there are periods. There's just no spaces. Their space bar doesn't work. 14 year grade quarter horse gelding 15 two hands. If you can sit in the saddle, he'll ride you. It don't matter what? your age. <laughs> Wait a minute. I got to stop at that one. He's going to ride you. If you can sit in the saddle, he will ride you. <laughs> it don't matter your age. He'll go wherever you point him. He's been rode by a nine-year-old boy for the last three years. Well, wouldn't that have meant he's six? And <laughs> I mean, I'm no mathematician, but like. That's how good he is, uh, Jamie. Get a new nine-year-old. <laughs> this one done turned 10. Um <laughs> He's been rode by a nine-year-old boy for the last three years. Been rode on trail rides all over Georgia. He'll go through a pond if you let him. He's good with the farrier, stands to be mounted, bath, 
loads good, will stand tied all day, and not scared of dogs are cars. He is HWI safe, ride real good. If you're looking for a racehorse, this ain't him. <laughs> Those are different sentences, by the way. <laughs> Hence the pause. He will do what you ask, but he'd rather walk. He's a good horse for someone to learn how to ride on. I mostly use him to ride people that can't ride. <laughs> so come on, try him out. <laughs> I do not think that means what you think that means. <laughs> <laughs> mostly, I use them to ride people that can't ride. <laughs> oh and apparently the nine-year-old wants something that doesn't more than walk now. We're, we have to trade up. Hey, Daddy, yeah. I'm done 12 years old now. <laughs> Did it say how much he wanted for this, Jim? Uh, no, they ain't no a good-looking horse, I will say that. Yeah. Go get him in Georgia today. He'd do anything. Huh. Uh, Betty Faye sent this one in. She's out in Colorado. So, Oh, this is in Utah. Uh, this, <laughs> this trailer is going to be interesting to haul a horse on. This Just is, read, the, read the description okay. first. The trailer is in neat or trailer is... The tra- trailer is in great condition. Just needs floor and walls. All the tires hold air. It has a two-inch ball. And they are correct. Nothing in that ad lies. It, the trailer is in good condition. It has four tires, and they're holding air. The problem is, the only thing you get is a frame. There's no floor. There's no sides. There is a roof. <laughs> there is a roof. But the Partial sides roof. and the floor are gone. So It's a skeleton. It's a skeleton. Yes. It's a skeleton trailer for $400. Um, you get... But this... This is nice. It's like a fixer-upper. If you watch HGTV and you think you can fix up a horse trailer, this is the one for you because you're, you don't have to take anything apart. Time out. Yeah. Here's the problem. Yeah. That one's in Utah, but the, the next one down, you can find the exact same thing in Oregon. There's two of these, actually. Yes, Rebecca sent this one in. It's an older two-horse trailer. Been sitting for years. Tires are in good shape. $250, and it's exactly the same, <laughs> except it has a little bit of a floor. It still has the roof, uh, but no sides, and it has tires. So if you want two of these, it, you better buy two. You know what I think? You buy two because you're going to screw up you know, reconditioning and redoing the first one, and then you'll have had practice for when you do the second one. I mean, but the the one, the second one you said has a little bit of floor. That's going to need to be replaced. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> like, don't want to keep that floor. No. <laughs> you don't want to put a horse in that. You know, these are the this kind that you get when you want to make a bar out of them. You've seen the horse trailer bars, and they're really cool. Because you're starting from scratch here. You have nothing to tear apart. It's perfect. It's the taco trailer. It is. Perfect. <laughs> um, Brooklyn, you did give me some southern things. Because um, this one, Brooklyn sent this one in, and it's from the Northeast Alabama Horse and Tech. I thought you couldn't sell horses on Facebook anymore, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not they making keep, They keep doing it, though. <laughs> For sale, three-year-old gilding, G-I-L-D-I-N-G, broke, been rubbing off from it. What? I don't, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> For sale, three-year-old gilding, broke, been rubbing off from it. Well, there you go. <laughs> and it's a uh, bay horse. That's tied to a tree. Look at look at uh, him. Look at him with this big Western saddle on him. Look at his face. He's looking like, oh my god, I hate this. Is <laughs> that look on his face? I, like he'd rather not be here. <laughs> I hate you. I hate your face. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good look. All right, let's uh, go to the next one. And this one was sent in by somebody else. Who sent the Casey sent this one in? Come on, Casey. You got it. Come on, girl. Start. Hi, this is Casey, one of the auditors. And this is my actual ad for a rooster I am trying to I was trying to rehome. I wrote free to any home, a whole rooster. I'm tired of getting spurred when I go feed. Make him your dinner for the low, low price of zero dollars. I'll catch him for you, but he may not be alive when I do. Believe it or not, it worked. He was gone within twelve hours. <laughs> I saw that ad when she posted it, and um, it never ceases to amaze me how many people will take your rooster. I gave out six mini roosters, and somebody came and took them all. I'll take them all. I'll have them. How much you want for them? Nothing. And they're mini Nothing. roosters. They're not, you're not getting any meat out of them. <laughs> they were like little bantam chicken things, and I was like, you want to – what do you uh, – you know what? Don't tell me. Yeah, I don't want to know. know. <laughs> I don't want to know no. because you're taking all these roosters. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, um, it's a thing. Somebody will come and get your rooster. 
Don't ask any questions. All right. Mary sent the final one in. This is a sorrel pony for $800 in Lakeland, Michigan. We're finally heading north. Eight-year-old sorrel pony. My friend bought him for his granddaughter from a stray sale. A stray sale. They find stray horses and have a sale? I, didn't I don't know. know. I don't know about that. He didn't work out, so I bought him. He just sits here and eats, and for the last three years, he's been doing a great job of it. He is a rotten little pony, but I love him to pieces. <laughs> I can ride him, but he bucks and rears at first. And just hang on, and he'll quit eventually. <laughs> no, Not for kids. If you didn't see the last bit coming, this is not the pony for you. There you go. I just searched what a bucks. stray horse sale is. Yeah, is and um, Well, like 12 News Now, I had an article about deputies seeking the owner of stray horse before they sell it at a sheriff's sale. Oh, okay. Well, they, you know, they find and it, then, and then they sell it? There's also a quarter horse that is for sale, and his name is Stray Cat Blues. I wonder if he was a stray horse because he kept bucking people off and they just let him go. Here. Shoot, go! you're on your own. <laughs> yeah, no, that, uh, that's, I didn't know that was a thing. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I think the picture really speaks yes, the does. highest about this stray horse. It does. Um, because it's, if you look at like a four by six photo... If the horse is way off to the left, like almost to the edge of it. It looks like somebody is riding out to chase him. But again, they're almost completely out of the picture and it's blurry. Very blurry. And there's a big <laughs> and it's far away. Red, and there's a big red arrow pointing to the horse that's behind the horse that's being ridden. So you you know it's not the one being ridden. No. To, to clarify exactly which horse it was. Because they couldn't get close enough to take a close picture. <laughs> you know what we should do, Glenn, is what? we should breed that one yes. to the Oklahoma horse oh, that, yes. uh, you know, you can make some more babies. And then you can just have a lot more or little the horse mini babies. that we started with. That'd be perfect. Let's do that. Man, <laughs> we are going to go into pony horse business. <laughs> some bad horses on today's ads and some bad trailers, too. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, we are going to have shows next week. I have subs filling in for Jamie, who will not be in Hawaii, and Lord knows where she'll be, actually. Um, uh, she won't be here, but uh, she will be somewhere. We're not sure quite where she'll be. She's going to try and go away. But uh, by the way, you don't have to worry about COVID tests in Florida. We don't care what you do here. You have to wear a mask. It's like if I went back to Universal it, Studios. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, it is, at the studios and Disney, you still need to wear a mask. But pretty much the rest of the state, nobody cares. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. So no, no worries here. But this, thank you for joining us. Have a great weekend. Be safe. And we'll talk to you all next week. All right. Spain your Geld, everybody. Have a good one. Hey, real quick for the auditors, and we'll take much time with this. I just wanted to let everybody know, once a year, there's this big report that comes out about podcasting. And uh, I'm happy to report that over 80 million people now listen to a podcast every week in the United States. What's a podcast? <laughs> um, you're going to love this. That was in the study. What's a podcast? And they interview a ton of people for these studies every year. Uh, and almost four out of five Americans, 78%, now know what a podcast is. Yay! Oh, that's fantastic. Only 22 <laughs> more percent to go. God, how many times have you and I answered that question over the years? Um, it, with the other cool thing about the study, most of the time in these past studies, it's been – people 30 to 60 years old that are podcast listeners. But now, for the first time, more than half, 56% of 12 to 34-year-olds now listen to podcasts every month. They form 50% of the all-monthly podcast consumers, so we're getting much younger. Um, there's been no growth in the 35 to 50-year-old category. Uh, so there you Sorry. go. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ethnically, uh, the podcasts are getting much more diverse. Uh, they, they actually equal, kind of match the diversity of the population now in podcasting. Uh, but this was interesting. We're listening more, but not much more, in spite of the number of available podcasts doubling in the past year. That is correct. We doubled the number of podcasts in one year. 
The majority of weekly listeners consume five or fewer each week. And I think we did a study with our auditors, and we found that it was seven. They listened to an average seven podcasts. 162 million people listen to podcasts every month in the United States, but 80 million listen every week. And the average time-consuming podcast each week was six hours, 39 minutes. So and if you listen to this, uh, the we the, take it all. <laughs> we give you an extra ten, so you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we take all their listening. But there you go. So it has grown. Eighty million is a lot. When we first started, I tried to find the numbers from 2008 when Horse Radio Network first started, and I think it was a million. Uh, I, the best I could find, it was a million people listened to a podcaster, and then about a million people knew what one was. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, so we've come a long way since we started. But yeah, it's growing. It's definitely growing. Um, and for the first time in history, I'm actually getting p- companies contacting me about advertising. That's also been a change. So yeah, let's that's hope awesome. that keeps up. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I will get you, uh, I'll get you some information on Orlando and what you can do. Yeah, I need to. Apparently, it's spring break and it's really packed. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, if there's anything we can't do that doesn't include, you know, I'm thinking New Hampshire would be a better bet. I'm really <laughs> <laughs> they won't mind if we just pop by. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. Take I just care. googled Universal yeah. Orlando Resort, and and you know how it like comes up. People also ask the first question, the very first question that people have about Universal Studios Florida is, has anyone ever died at Universal Studios? I think there was. What? I think there was. I'm not clicking on that. I don't want to know. Now, I will warn you, when you go back to Universal, you were there recently, right? In the last year? November. Okay. So, the the, the roller coaster that goes straight up and over yes. the top and straight back down. Yes. Did you do that one? No, but, but Lucas and Chad did. <laughs> okay. So, one night, we're watching TV, and they bring in a bulletin from Universal. Uh, this was only two or three years ago. They bring in a bur- bulletin from Universal that um, emergency crews have been called because it got stuck. It went up over the top and was halfway over the top and pointing straight down. Oh, God. And that one goes straight up. I mean, vertically st- straight up and straight down. This is There's no bank to it at all. You're and on your back and then you're face your down. Fa- they were stuck face down for four hours. Till they could get them out, and they had to get them out, not by moving the car. They couldn't get the car to move. They had to get them climbing out with harnesses and then down the steps that are from the top. Nope. All that. <laughs> so tell Chad that next time he wants to go on that one. Oh, he I won't think care. It's run a He'd few think more that was fun. Then. Chad would think it was fun. <laughs> I don't need that. Kind of, why did you put that in my head? Well, I, just, I don't need well, I, that. I knew you weren't going on that one. So yeah, uh, but my family does. I like yeah, them but too. Chad would think that was fun. He'd, he'd like uh, jump off. He'd like, oh, this mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. Lucas, let's go climb the railing here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chad's sense of what's scary is much different than ours. <laughs> we'll be like humans. on a <laughs> like he'll be on a roller coaster and Lucas will be in the thing behind him and he'll be turned around watching his expression the entire roller coaster like doing flips and everything. Well, I'm like how do you Well, he pulls 10 G's in that fighter plane. I guess roller coaster 1 G is no big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just it's a whole di- what what is okay with him and what is okay with me are just He's just miles happy he doesn't have to apart. wear the flight suit and the the things that blow up on his legs. <laughs> I'm just happy that I don't have to wear a pencil skirt. So <laughs> Oh, apparently now you do to go to work. I expect to get pictures. I was so fucking pissed. I was like going to sleep and I'm like, what did you say? I was just kidding. You were not to have fantasies. He didn't say he wanted to see her. He said he wanted to see you. Mm -hmm. I know what happened. I know what was going on. I'm I'm getting out of here. I'm just getting madder. Oh my gosh. The FEI just uh, extended the lockdown in those 10 countries till the middle of April. Well, all right. See you, everybody. My horse comes from Belgium. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Have fun next week. Thanks, boss.